Welcome to a special Super Bowl edition of Unprofessional and Unprepared Friday Happy Hour, our end of the week just before the Super Bowl lighthearted conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script, no preparation, and after a few drinks. I'm your host, Jason Gerber. I am joined today by an old Army buddy, lifelong Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Collins. Steve, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, Jason. I really appreciate this opportunity. I'm uh, looking forward to this. All right, man. Hey, what are you drinking today? Uh, some good old NASCAR beer. Miller nice. Lite. 16 Miller Lite. <laughs> I am drinking a nine-weight East Coast-style double IPA from Ludington Bay Brewery. This place brews their beer and has their tap room about 100 feet from my house. It's a Very pretty fantastic nice. spot. <laughs> So, Steve, tell me, is it true that Tampa Bay and Jacksonville are basically the same place? No, not at all. Uh, Jacksonville has Sawgrass, the uh, the TPC Sawgrass Golf Tournament. And if okay. anybody's ever been to that tournament, it is one party theme. I went a few years ago with some buddies. I was supposed to go last year uh, with my son. But on the 17th green, everybody's uh, uh, familiar with the 17th green. The, the island, island green. green, right? Yeah. There's got to be thousands of people in the stand. And you could just get a chair and just watch. And, watch. and you'd be shocked how many professionals drop balls in the drink. People are just drinking, mainly NASCAR beers. All right. And it's a smoke show, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't, but we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it at yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Let's start talking about Super Bowl 55, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. coming up on Sunday. And before we get into a lot on this game, why don't we jump in the time machine a little bit, go back to the 2003 Super Bowl. The Bucs beat the Raiders pretty badly. And I'm wondering if you see any comparisons between that team and the team this year. For instance, do you think Tampa Bay is going to to return three interceptions for touchdowns in this week's game. Since Pat Mahomes has thrown less than three interceptions all year, I, I, I <laughs> highly doubt it. However, we did pick off Aaron Rodgers a few times so, uh, over the year in our two games. I don't think it's going to be like that, but I do think that the Tampa Bay defense is the key to this game. And I say that with the fact that there's, I think, two offensive linemen for Kansas City that are going to be out. Yep. That tackle, and I heard there's starting right tackle as well. And I think another offensive lineman's on the COVID list, although he may be playing. But I think that defensive front for the Buccaneers with Vita Vea, who did not play in week 12, will be back in there. If they stop the Kansas City running game and force Pat Mahomes to throw and play a good coverage game, I think we have a chance. And I like our chances on the offensive side of the ball because Kansas City's run defense, I think, was 21st. If we run the ball with Jones and Fournette, I think we've got a great chance opening up the passing game. And, and I mean, think about Tampa Bay's receivers. I mean, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tyler Johnson, the new guy. I don't know if you've seen him, but he's amazing. We've got Cameron Brait, Gronkowski, Scotty Miller, little guy. He's awesome. And OJ Howard, who got hurt. I think if he was still on the squad. And a good offensive line. I don't know if you guys have heard, but a guy named Tristan Wirfs was our first round draft pick um, out of Iowa this year. He is rock solid. I mean, he, he should be in the Pro Bowl. He's a rookie playing right guard. This is the best Tampa Bay offense I've ever seen. I'm sure not many people are going to debate that. Their defense is not like it was in 02 and 03. Um, yeah. But hopefully it gets us through. In the 03 Super Bowl, Brad Johnson threw for 250. 15 yards. Can the Bucks win if Brady doesn't beat that number on Sunday? No, no it's not going to be happen. a high scoring game. No. Brady's going to have to throw the ball. He's got to throw for, I'd say, close to three bills. This game's going to be a 35 31 shootout. You can just bank it right now. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up the Kansas City defense and especially their run defense because that was exactly what we thought the Browns were going to be able to do against them in the playoff game. The Browns have an absolutely great running game all season long. 
And we thought for sure that's going to be the key. We're going to run the ball down their throats, muddy up the game, and we're going to slow it down. And we're not going to let Mahomes get on the field and beat us. And I'll tell you what, that Kansas City defensive line kicked the crap out of the Browns. The defense itself is the 10th ranked defense in the league. I don't think that defense gets enough attention, but it certainly showed us something in that game against the Browns and and again the next week against Buffalo, man. So don't be sleeping on Kansas no, City. I'm not defense. sleeping on him. And to go back to that Cleveland game, part of me wants to say you guys should have won that game. No one talks about that Sorensen hit. Why is it why is Oh that man, everybody in Cleveland no talks about that Sorensen. But that's it. <laughs> Every, but that's yeah. it. It's nowhere else in the, in the national media. That guy, he led with his head. Why did he throw a damn flag? I, I don't understand it. You know, everybody talked about the stupid rule in the end zone where it was a touchback. I got it. But that should have been first and goal, Cleveland. Yeah. You guys are around. You guys could have won that game. I mean, that, it was it was there for the taking. I, I was pulling for you hard. We're around in the game, but really, if Mahomes hadn't gotten hurt, they, they were never going to outscore him. They couldn't really stop him. And they didn't even do, the Browns, I mean, didn't even really do a good job of stopping the run in that game the way I, I think you're saying that the Buccaneers need to try to do in this game against the Chiefs. I think the Bucs are the number one run defense in the NFL. I know their pass defense has been sketchy. It's going to be the big matchup between Tyreek Hill and Carlton Davis. Tyreek Hill had 200 and something yards in the first quarter of yeah. the, the Week 12 matchup. However, what no one does talk about, though, is Kansas City was up 17-0 in that game. And they only won 27-14 because the Bucs figured them out in the second half. And the Bucs controlled that second half. That's why I think we do have a chance. And that's why the point spread really has been three since the beginning, right? It hasn't grown, right? I thought I checked it was still three points. I think, I think it's three and a half now. It's, it's, it's much up? lower than most people think, for sure. I know everybody's picking Kansas City. Everyone thinks Kansas City is going to win. Even though, you know, it's essentially a home game for us. You know, they're not going to fire the cannons and et cetera, et cetera. But we're still getting to practice in our facility. We're getting to use our locker room. We are the home team, per se. I was hoping they would come out with their uh, creamsicle uniforms, but... Uh, yeah, this was the chance, man. This was the chance you're at home. It was the perfect opportunity to do it. Come on, I love the creamsicles. I know, I know everybody hated them back in the you know, 70s and 80s and 90s. I think being good makes the creamsicle uniforms look a lot better. Yeah, I thought I had my little helmet creamsicle, but I must be in a different room. I apologize. I should have brought it out. That's uh, all right. This is this is all recorded on audio, Steve. No one's going to be able to see it anyway, man. Oh, no? Okay. <laughs> Go Bucks! No, I have a feeling this is going to be a great Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be probably one of the highest rated watch Super Bowls just because of COVID and, um, right. and and such like that. You know, the stadium's only going to be at twenty percent. Tickets are at some astronomical amount of. Money. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> if you guys can stop the run and you've got a defensive back that can contain Tyreek Hill, what is the answer for Travis Kelsey? Levante David, and then and. <laughs> And the rest of the secondary, <laughs> Murphy Bunting, Whitehead is the backup safety. Yeah, that's the double-edged sword, right? You have you're going to have an open receiver in the mid level, and then you're going to always going to have. Oh wait, they have Pat Mahomes. I've become, you know, I love Brady now. I didn't love him last year, but I love him now. Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in this league. Let's be honest. Still, he does have the turf toe. I wonder if he's still hurt. You know, he didn't look slowed down at all against the Bills. And he's had the full week of rest, and I'm sure yep. he's got wonderful drugs that are going to get shot into his toe. And I think he's going to be just <laughs> fine. And I think that you start hitting on that thing with the Chiefs, and I think why so many people expect that they're going to win this game. Okay, we think we've got a guy that can take care of Tyreek Hill. Okay, maybe we got a linebacker that can handle Kelsey. Oh, well, then we've got to stop the run. And, oh, yeah, we've got to do it all against the best quarterback in football. That is, for any defense, a tall order, man. That's tough. We haven't lost since we lost to the Chiefs in Week 12. 
And we beat Breeze and Rogers to get here. I understand we're the underdog, but don't count them out, man. Just like the Rays. Don't count the Rays out. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> Just an... like the Lightning. Don't count the Lightning. <laughs> oh, I know. Title Town down in Tampa. Right. got to be kidding me. What what happened? If given the opportunity, Steve, would you donate to the Matt LaFleur School of Clock Management if it were a 501c3 organization? I would. I'd give him a good $10 donation because that's $10 is the amount we're allowed to donate in the military when we're chipping out, <laughs> chipping in for... Uh... <laughs> So you're giving him the full amount you're allowed to by the government. I'll give you my $10 donation. Do you feel guilty at all that Tampa Bay got in the Super Bowl in part because he kicked a field goal with two minutes left instead of going for it on fourth down? Not at all, because the Bucs never trailed in that game. Not one point did they trail in that ball game. And they were up 28-10, I think, at one point. Yeah, they did let the lead slip away. Do you have Rodgers? And why didn't Rodgers run that ball in? On third down. down Yep, I agree. Why did he run it in? But he didn't, and that was nice. You got to think, the Buccaneers, all right, so they kicked the field goal, right. and we made two first downs. And yep. you had that penalty that was crucial for Green Bay. Don't give me no bullshit about, oh, I don't know if you can cuss in this, sorry. You can't. Yeah, um, don't worry about it. You know, you hear all these Green Bay fans whining and crying about the penalty situation and how the Bucks got the calls. And Say what you want, but that one call, if you look at the camera angle, Grabbed his damn jersey. Yes, pulling on his jersey. No debate. Yeah. No debate. Um, that's a PI call. That's first down. That's essentially ball game. The next set of downs, Chris Godwin got a first down, I think, and just ended it. Look, I don't know what the relationship between Rodgers and LaFleur is. You know, obviously, Rodgers was not very happy after the game. Some of the yeah. Might not have been that good after fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a team that went – I mean, LaFleur's record's pretty good as a coach. You know, I'll, yeah. They were 13-3 and three this year. I think they had a similar record last year. You know, they went to the NFC Championship game last year as well. Maybe it's Rodgers. I don't know. <laughs> He's what, one in four? One in, you listen to the Pat McAfee show on, on, on I, Mad I've, I've heard of it. I don't listen to it, and you're not allowed to mention oh. competitors on the pod. Sorry, man. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've got like 16 a, listeners, Steve. Don't sweat it. Hey, man. That's, that's good. <laughs> He's the next punter. Started. He has his own radio station on Mad Dog Sports, but he's a Green Bay homer, you know, and he's making all his excuses on the radio as to, you know, everybody was doing this. Why Green Bay lost the game and you know, not how Tampa Bay actually won the game. Except us in Tampa here, we talk about how we won the game. It started from the, the kickoff. What did we do with the kickoff? We drove down the field. Mike Evans scored a touchdown. Seven zip, right? It was the tone that the Bucs set. And that's why I was thinking today about the Super Bowl game. I was like, if we win the toss, get the ball, okay. set the tone. Do the same thing. You know, hopefully you Hopefully we can set the tone, get at least some points in there to put the only problem is Kansas City's pretty good with a deficit, right? Every time the playoff game comes up, it seems like they're down. They're uh, pretty good with the lead. They're pretty good from behind. They're pretty good yeah. when it's tied. That team has an, an amazing Ooh. offense that I think is really hard for any defense to control. And how do you think the Kansas City secondary matches up with the Buccaneers wide receivers? Because obviously a great receiving core in Tampa Bay which is why you got Tom Brady in the first place and why it made sense for him to go there from the minute he said he wasn't going to be on the Patriots anymore. But that Kansas City secondary, they are fast and they hit, man. There's some aggressive dudes playing back there. How do you think the receivers are going to match up? Well, we'll see in the first quarter of that game. Matthew, Tyrone Matthew, Tyrone Matthew, I think you say his name is, and, and Sorensen is another big, yeah, yeah, he's another big hitter. He was a honey badger, they used to call his dad from right. college. Yeah, they're, they're big hitters, they're good players. We've got size on them, though. I mean, a lot of size. We got, even look at Mike Evans, the guy's a, he's a giant. Chris Godwin's a giant. Now, even Tyler Johnson's giant. The only shorty is Scotty Miller. And he, you know, he's your Edelman kind of right. Amendola 
type plot. Oh, wait, I haven't mentioned the other guy that'll be back for this game. I just thought about it. Antonio Brown is going to be back, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He may not be the Antonio Brown pre-going crazy, pre-getting kicked out of the league, but the guy's still a weapon. Great football player, not so great human. Buccaneer <laughs> fan, we'll, we'll, we'll even admit that. But I tell you what, you got to give Brady credit. He has taken that guy under his wing, and uh, Tony Brown's been a, a good citizen as a member of the Buck. He, he really has. That's a lot of weapons. I don't know how Kansas City. That's, that's why I think it's going to be such a high-scoring game because I think Kansas City is going to score as well. I think it's going to be back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I, I would be very shocked if it was a. Uh, remember the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with the Rams and the Patriots? I don't know. It was like super low-scoring game. I would yeah. be very shocked if it, was, if it was that. And I would also be shocked if it was a blowout either way. I, I really do. I don't see a Cowboys-Bills game here. Or, or Buccaneers-Raiders? The Gruden Bowl. Oh, I remember watching that game. We were in Fort Lee, snow on the ground, and we were watching it in our uh, hotels. Do you remember the first day of like PT we had at OBC where it was snowing? Yeah, and not even a little bit. It was the worst snow <laughs> they had in Virginia in something like 20 years. And we oh. were out on our first day of running for that. <laughs> And I feel like we had been the day of the Super Bowl, we had been at the range during our training and somebody in charge made a call to cut the training short just to make sure we could get back in time for you to get to watch the Super Bowl that night. Dan Keita, remember him? I do. Yeah. Yeah. He recently retired. He's a good guy. So you mentioned earlier the line, which I checked today, is at three and a half. So it's barely moved at all, still favors the Chiefs. I think this is a really weird thing that happens in sports sometimes where basically the casinos are set in a number, but the general consensus among sports fans doesn't match up with it. Because I think most people think Chiefs are winning this game, maybe not in a blowout, but easily. What are the rest of us missing about this Bucks team that maybe Vegas knows or Buccaneers fans know that keep this keeps this line where it is. T B twelve. <laughs> Never heard of him. This is his tenth Super Bowl. He's got six wins. The guy is a relentless worker. I mean, look at him. He's forty three and he looks like he's twenty three. Um, he looks a lot better than you and me. Yeah. Roughly absolutely. the same age. <laughs> yeah. And he's a leader. Did you hear what Amendola said? The Patriot way is all due to Tom Brady and not Bill Belichick. If that's true, I think the infusion. All right, look at this team. Pretty much same team. One year ago, when they had someone else behind center named Jameis Winston, we went seven and nine that year. We, you know, we hadn't made the playoffs in forever. Uh, we, we have a couple. We add a couple pieces, but nothing dramatic. You know, the the, the Gronk. Yeah, Gronk's had some big plays, but Cameron Bray could do the same thing. AB. You know, we have all the other receivers, and look what he's he's done to this team. They've become maybe a team of destiny. Maybe it's the city of destiny. Tampa's been the laughing stock of many of the sports leagues for so long, and to see us on top, number one sports moment, maybe. In my life so far was the uh, ALDS this year when Mike Brusso hit a home run off of Aroldis Chapman months after Chapman threw at his head and yeah. that home run won the won the, won the ALDS. What I you know I must cried so yeah. happy. You should ask my kids jumping around and then the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup this year after two years old. Two years ago, to your Columbus Blue Jackets um, getting swept, yeah. right? One eight seed. I mean, we we had won more games. We had the most points in NHL history two years ago because we didn't lose during a regular season. But then we decided to lose four straight. And you know, there's a piece of destiny to that. There's a piece of TB12 leadership. You know, and I, I like our coaching staff. I, they're a good crop of kids, kids, players. <laughs> um, I guess they are kids to us, right? Yes, um, yes, they are. <laughs> so I think in intangibles we have that. I think we have the run defense. 
I think we have the uh, the running game. I think we have a good passing game. The, the big weakness that Bucks has is special teams. I don't know if you've watched that. Or their special teams is, is weak, except for the kicker. The kicker's done a really good job this year. But I'm talking kickoff coverage, punt coverage, punt return, kickoff return. It, You'll notice it in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you've noticed it in some of the playoff games, especially the uh, the Saints game. We got torched in special teams. But that, that's a big weakness. Uh, hopefully that one doesn't come back to bite you guys. Um, but I do. I actually had a question about about the Rays and what you think they're going to be, yeah. the season is going to be like this year, because that's a team that in some respects is similar to the Indians in that it's a small market, but they've managed to stay really good and really relevant for 15 straight years. They do the most with the least. And I don't know if you saw a couple of days ago that the Rays signed Chris Archer to a one-year deal for $6 million. I did not know that. Remember no. Chris Archer? Yeah. We traded Chris Archer to the right. Pirates three years ago for Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now. Good good move. Quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. The Rays, what a team this year. I know there's a 60 game, um, but there's nothing saying that this team wouldn't have uh, kept going. You know, I think that the the seasons that teams put together during COVID should not be judged as being somehow easier than Less, yeah. regular seasons, man. I, I think that the shit these guys had to deal with and the disruption and the, their routines, which I think are so important to professional athletes in the NBA and in baseball, especially, I don't think there's any way you look at any of those teams and say, well, this title is an asterisk or getting to this level of the playoffs carries an asterisk with it, man. I think during the COVID year, whatever success you were, you were able to put together is amazing. I'm obviously a, a LeBron fan and what he did with the Lakers during the bubble and winning a title last season. Yeah. It's It's unreal to stay focused and to be able to, like you're saying, lead in those circumstances is, is beyond impressive. So no, I don't say that somehow Tampa Bay wasn't deserving of everything they got last year just because they only played a 60 game regular season i just wonder if baseball will take the step to just i don't know what if we cut 30 games out of the regular season and just shorten it up a little bit and make the games a little bit more important and get some more fans involved i don't know that is probably its own podcast but you know yeah i love that playoff format we had last year i I wish they would incorporate that every year give more teams i mean more teams a chance to play yeah I bet they do because with more teams getting a chance to play in the playoffs comes more money. And in the end, yep. that's going to drive all this stuff. <laughs> um, so tell me this, Steve, Yeah. if the Bucks win on Sunday, yeah. win their second Super Bowl, yeah. where will Tom Brady rank among these Buccaneers legends? And I, I got a long list, so you might want to write this down. I remember. Joe Ferguson, Steve DeBerg, <laughs> Vinny Testaverde, Trent Dilfer, the Joshes, that's Josh Freeman, Josh McCown, Josh Johnson, Mike Glennon, and Jameis Winston. You forgot Steve Young. Uh, yeah, he wasn't as shitty as these guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Doug Williams and Brad Johnson. No, uh, yeah. There's an argument that the Buccaneers are the worst franchise in the NFL. I would say it's the Detroit Lions, but that's, uh, that's probably a debate for another day. You would not get um, a lot of argument in my neck of the woods. <laughs> they they the know. Bucks, they know. The Bucks started what 0 and 26, right? They lost every game their first season, most of the games their second season. But miraculously, they made the NFC Championship game in '79, so their third year. I don't know how they did that. Lost to the Rams, um, but then it's been futility all the way up until when we went to Officer Basic Course on O2, where they had a couple of years where they were good, and then they sucked again. Yeah, all the way until this year. 
because they've made a lot of bad moves over the years. I don't know why. I mean, they've had supportive ownership, at least with the Glazers they have. The draft picks maybe just haven't panned out. Kind of like the Browns in a sense, right? That's what I was going to um, say, man. I'm not trying to poke fun at the Buccaneers because yeah. I, that would definitely be me living in my glass house because the Browns have had 20 years of terrible quarterbacks. Terrible. Before I gave you that list of fantastic quarterbacks, were you aware yeah. that between 2010 and 2014, the Bucks started three different guys at quarterback, all named Josh? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I remembered Johnson was horrible. Freeman showed some promise. And, you know, McCown. Yeah. You know, you could have put Chris Sims in there as well. He was pretty I know. Pretty, uh, but I didn't want to get too big a list, and I liked the thing with the Joshes. <laughs> that made me laugh. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of how I pick my list. And Mike Glennon's on there because – I think the Bears gave him a huge contract after you guys let him go, and he was he was never good. But if you can train any of your boys to be quarterbacks, Steve, it's not a bad idea. No, how about Jameis? I mean, all you know, he's got a rocket. Yeah. Bad decision making over, you know, yep. over and over again, and then he threw a touchdown pass in the New Orleans yeah. game, which yeah. made all of us happy. And he's, <laughs> I bet you, he's a starter somewhere next year. There's enough quarterbacks yeah. moving around that I think that guy's. Maybe, I don't know if he's still under contract with New Orleans, but he might be there or he might move on and get a shot somewhere else. What do you think about Baker, man? I love his commercials. Oh, they're hilarious. Um, you know what? Is that his real wife? It is. Commercials? It is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he played so great his rookie year. They had fired the coach mid-year and then they hired Kitchens at the end of the season and he was a disaster. He set Baker back a full year. And I think what we saw this year was he wasn't great in maybe the first quarter, first half of the season, but man, he really played well the second half of the season. And I think it was learning a system, learning the game a little bit better. I think Stefanski is a really, really good coach, a really good offensive line all season long. And he needs that. I have no complaints, man. There's been noise in Cleveland sports news the last few days after Deshaun Watson said he wanted to trade about whether the Browns should be thinking about trying to make a deal. And I don't think so. Baker's our guy. And I think they should extend his deal and, and sign him up for, for longer term and keep building a team around him because I thought he played really well. Yeah. Watson's going to cost you minimum three ones. Yeah. It's three or I, more and, and your quarterback. I think the, the Rams did a solid for themselves getting Matt Stafford. I mean, I, I've watched him play multiple times. He's a tough, tough as nails. He's got a great arm. He's a good, he's a good ball player. I, I like him better than golf. Golf is the benefit of his, I think, system. And he had McVay, yeah. you know, kind of tutoring him. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the, do, the the Lions do, but they're just, gosh, that team isn't changing. Just... It's a mess. That organization's a mess. <laughs> the Browns have been a mess for 20 years, and they, I think they yeah. have found a way to get out of it. It's proof that it can happen to anybody. The Buccaneers are going to their second Super Bowl on Sunday. It's proof that anybody can oh, turn a turn a program around and <laughs> get to the big game. Yeah, what about so, Arians? Is he gonna if we win, does he stick around? I don't know. We'll see. You know, he's an older guy. Yeah, but I think if Brady is sticking around, don't you think Arians stays? Yeah. Because he knows I've got the guy who can almost guarantee me a, a trip to the Super Bowl. Why but, why not I've do been, it for one more year and see if we can win another one? Yeah, I've been asked to like four Super Bowl parties and I've turned every one of them down because you know, if it's the Browns and the uh, you know, the, the Browns and the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. You know, I'll go and enjoy it because, you know, they're not my teams. But it's the Bucks on Sunday. It's literally going to be me in my house by myself. I'm kick- my family's going to go to one of the parties we were invited to. I need to watch the game. Concentrate. Yeah, I'm gonna have my, I get it, I'm going to have my Derek, Brooks, my Derek Brooks 55 jersey on, Super Bowl 55. Nice. <laughs> 
I want to watch it. I can't, I, I can't wait. <laughs> we, we have said enough, obviously, in between some of these questions that anybody who's listening knows that we were in the army together in our officer basic course. And obviously I got out a long, long time ago, um, but you have <laughs> stayed in and you've done what, 18 years in the JAG Corps now? Yeah. And so you're past your retirement date and you're ready to get out. On behalf of a grateful nation, man, thank you for that career and that time. Thank you to your wife and your kids for everything that they have had to accept and deal with to have that career, man. I know what it's like and I know how hard it can be and I know how different it is from uh, the life that the rest of us in the regular world get to live. So thank you. Oh, thank you as well. Thank you as well for, for, for your service. And I, if it wasn't for the army, you know, you, you were one of my, one of my close buddies in OBC and uh, it sucked that, uh, well, it sucked that you got out and then it also sucked, you know, I wish, I wish you would have stayed in part of me. So, you know, maybe we could have gotten stationed yeah. together. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. We would have had I'd like to have been party. at your wedding. It sounded like it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your opportunity, Steve. Yeah. What's your prediction for the game? Tampa 34, Kansas City 31. I think Stuck Up wins it on a field goal with less than two minutes remaining. All right, man, that, that is a very detailed prediction. I appreciate <laughs> the work you put into this for a podcast where you're supposed to be unprepared. Oh, I, <laughs> Full disclosure, we recorded on Sunday night. I had Chiefs 38-30. Just think okay. there's too Eight many points, weapons. Yeah. Stop. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Take the over. Yeah. Who do you want to win? You know, I don't think I care. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really <laughs> mind. You know, I've, I'm doing another episode with a good buddy of mine from Vegas who is a lifelong Kansas City guy, grew up there. I'm going to hear his take on the Chiefs. I want what I want in every Super Bowl that doesn't include the Cleveland Browns, man. I want an exciting football game that keeps me entertained for the afternoon. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, that is all I have. Thank you so much for, for making yeah. some time. It's great to see you and great to talk to you. And you. we will I'll, catch up I'll, hopefully after the Buccaneers bring home a title on Sunday. Absolutely. I'll be calling you, hitting you up in a few months. I guarantee that. Good deal, man. <laughs> Good deal. All right. All right, buddy. Best Super Bowl ever. Which one? Real fast. You know, I thought that the Giants-Bills Super Bowl that ended Me with too. the Bills missing yep. the field goal was one of the best Super Bowl games I watched because it was such a contrast in style. It was like the beat you up, grind you out giants against this high-flying, really good, really exciting offense in Buffalo. Uh, and that was I, – I think people don't like it because it they feel like it ended on a mistake because the guy missed the field goal at the end. Yeah. That was like a 47-yard field goal. It wasn't a yeah. gimme. Um, so that, that's mine. What about you? That's a really good, no, it's, you should host a podcast. It's the same. And it, it's funny. I didn't know you were going to say that. Cause I was going to say Super Bowl 25 giants bills. I remember it vividly. I remember it was, the the desert storm had started, right? Uh, right. Exactly. Prior. That was the Whitney Houston game, right? Where she's saying, yeah. And the giants had the ball, I think for 45 minutes time of possession, yeah. the bills, were, yeah. but the Bills scored every time they had it. Um, but yeah, Norwood missed that 40, 47 yard. I think it was something yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah. And that guy's life was different after that. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for the Buffalo fans. Uh, but, um, yeah, that is my favorite Super Bowl by far. There's, there's, the, there's no, the Patriots coming back against Atlanta was another really good one. It was just an exciting yeah. game. You know, that yeah. was just, it was just fun. 
I was rooting for Atlanta, so I felt bad. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I, I was at a party with a guy who was rooting for Atlanta, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> yeah, tale of tale of two halves, man. Uh, different right. different demeanor for from my buddy Phil Bailey. <laughs> 